I was waiting for this question, to be honest. I know how much I bug you guys about it. So we are live, Talking Alpacas Take One. And action. Welcome to a new episode of Talking Alpacas. Hello, Steph. Hello, hello, Carlo. How are you? All good. How are you? I'm all right. Not bad. Not bad. Today, we have a new special guest and uh, is our amazing editor, Jake Vassallo. Hi, Jake. Hey, Carlo. You all right? I'm good. What about you? Doing great. Doing great. Mr. Isolation. So today we're going to talk about um, editing and uh, the process behind editing and the strategies that Vassallo or Jake, sorry guys, uh, takes when editing a commercial. Jake, let's start with introducing editing. What is editing for you and um, maybe what are the difference between your concept of editing and what is generally perceived as editing? Editing basically is like getting a box full of Lego bricks, you know, the small ones kids have. Sometimes there's an instruction to build a model and sometimes there isn't. So basically our job is like to sculpture something with the Lego bricks we are given. Now, obviously you can't actually really tell a story with bricks, but in our terms, we can tell a story with the raw footage we have. So. An example, we have two shots, like a long shot, medium and close up. We have to try and create a story with those, with, with the given shots we've got. Can you walk us through your editing process? Like how do you approach an edit and like, where does the process start and where does it end? Uh, ba- basically the process differs from one project to another. Obviously when we're talking feature film material, I start by reading the script, obviously. I did, I did it once or twice. I take some notes. For example, if there is a montage sequence, I'll try to imagine how the montage would be. But you know, when you read, sometimes you imagine the characters. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of mm-hmm. concept. And then I'll, I'll talk to the director, see what's going on and see his approaches. And I'll do a rough cut, everything loyal to the, mm-hmm. to the script. And then I'll do like an alternate cut how I think it should be edited. Then we'll meet the director and it's another process to that. TVCs, obviously it's much, much shorter. We're talking about like 30 seconds duration. And, and what we'll do, I read the script, see the storyboards if I'm provided with, and I'll do the same thing. I'll do a script cut, then I'll do another cut, which I think works best to the edit. And then it's like a sitting session with the ed- director and trying to create his vision. So in our case of, of Maca Visuals, are you um, usually involved in the pre-production stage? Maybe do you talk with the director or not really? Not really. I try to avoid being there from the pre-production. Being in the, pro- in the pre-production stage is sometimes it likes, uh, limits you creatively. When they're filming, I try not to take notice of, on what's happening on set because it can influence you during the edit. And I don't think so that works in my favor. But sometimes when we do little event coverages, we're trying to develop a process where I am in the, in the pre-production, pre-production stage. Yeah, exactly. And I think this could work because me and the camera operator or the OP can like 
create an edit before we start filming. Like we say, imagine if the intro is this long shot and then we cut to multiple close-ups, example. So I think, yes, it, it differs from one project to the other. So you mentioned uh, having a script, but as we know, in most, or rather in some cases, there isn't one. Uh, how do you approach the edit when there isn't a, a script to follow? I think that having no script is much more of a fun project rather than having the script because it doesn't limit your creativity and you don't need to follow the script that is given to you. Uh, obviously, having no script, there's still like a structure to follow because there's scenes and you have like scenes to follow, like scene one is the beat, scene two is the cafeteria, but there isn't a structure how to edit that scene. Creativity, kind of, the sky is the limit to edit that scene. I think that's why they're more fun to edit. Like last year, we had, we had one project, which I think we filmed over four days, which had no script, but it had scenes after each other. And I think me and the director had, had a very good time editing it because there, were, there weren't any boundaries and limits. We could edit the scene exactly how we felt and how we liked Mm -hmm. How how do you feel is important to collaborate with your with the director of the project when there is the product, post production stage? I think communication is very very important. Sometimes sometimes the director doesn't fully understand what vision he wants to bring to life on screen, so you kind of have to help him. Try not to be like a yes person. Yes, let's do this and challenge him, like. Why are we doing this cut instead of that cut? Sometimes there won't be an answer. So we'll try it anyway and see if it works and if not. Obviously, you have to keep in mind the client. You have to find the balance between the client's vision and the director's vision. Sometimes you have to be a bit ruthless to the project. Uh, directors tend to love a lot their project because they created it and they're there from the very beginning. It's, most, it's mostly a communication stage where you're there to help each other to yeah. create the best project. Mm -hmm. I guess, I mean, with every every field. Yeah, this, I was about this. to say, I think with our industry, especially at every stage, communication is very important. That being said, so how much would you know about a certain project before you start your editing journey on it? Uh, I would know just the script, mm -hmm. mostly, and, and the story. Probably the client as well. <laughs> and the client, obviously. And if the client has any specifications mm -hmm. or or guidelines, if he wants the product to be shown in yeah. the TVC, I'll have to know it because I will be doing obviously. a cut for kind of nothing. How influential is is the editing on any given project? Like how much does it affect the end product? I can't really answer this without without mentioning one of my favorite directors which is Stanley Kubrick. Uh, he says that editing is unique to film because most of the things that we use in film, like writing is obviously writing, yeah. acting comes from theater, mm -hmm. cinematography comes from, photo from photography, but editing is, is unique to film. So if that doesn't answer your question, I don't know how I can answer it. And they also, I, I, I don't know if it's Stanley Kubrick who said it as well, but they also say that a story is written three times, no? Uh, or rather a film is written three times. Once when it's written, once when it's filmed, and once when it's, when it's edited, so... Basically, with editing, you can edit a scene in multiple different times, and the outcome will be different every time. And probably, according 
into what you want to portray, like the feeling. And yes, so I think it's very influential. This sounds like a, a job that requires a lot of patience, right? How do you, <laughs> how do you balance um, sort of the, the fact that you have to be creative, but you also have to be, you know, a machine in a way, I think. But, you know, at the same time, uh, balance all of that. My approach is to give, give the director everything he wants. Not, not to say yes, but, but to show him that it can work and it cannot work sometimes. So, so yes, if you give the director what, it, what, what he wants, he can sometimes realize on his own that it didn't truly work. So if you had to mention some challenges and problems that you face on an everyday basis as an editor? Time is my biggest challenge, I think, especially in 30 second commercials. Mm -hmm. The first cut is always around 45 seconds, one minute. And when you watch it, even the director will, will agree with me on this one. Say Lalo how good it is in one minute. Then will be, how are we going to chop this down to 30 seconds? And it's not, and it's not because, it's not because that he didn't time the script perfectly on set. It's because sometimes emotions take time. So yes, I think time is one of our biggest issues. So but what you mean by time isn't like problems with time management or having no, tight no, deadlines. No. It's the physical time. Duration. Yeah. The, duration the duration and the end, to, exactly. To fit what you want to fit, but at the same time evoke emotion all in, in, in 30 seconds or less. How do you, like, what are some perhaps tricks that you, you use in order to um, try to crunch things down to make them fit into 30 seconds or less. The first thing we'll do, we'll watch that one minute, 45 second edit, and mm -hmm. we'll point out the most important mm -hmm. factors about that edit. And then we'll think about what makes them work. So mm -hmm. if there's like a funny part in it, we'll say, all right, this part is funny because there's a long pause. Mm -hmm. But if we get that pause and- Shorter. Mm -hmm. Short, shorten it. Will it still work? Okay, let's let's go back to your beginnings. If you had to mention maybe an episode or something that showed you that you wanted to be an editor in your life. I started in the post-production by experimenting with After Effects. When I went to MCAST, we had a topic on video editing and I said, wow, I can manipulate time with this with this project. And that's when I, I can kind of fell in love with video editing. So when I went to MCAST, I realized that I like video editing and I realized I have the patience to do it, which I think a lot of people don't have. No. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. when did you first meet Marka? I first met Marka, I don't know. I think it was 2015, I think. I met John at the cafeteria. Classic. And yeah, huh? yeah, classic. Classic. Cl classic. This was this was pre Marka, so Marka was just it was just a thing. And then we did the project together. We started from very basic projects like promos, weddings, and he told me he wanted to build a team. And I said I'm up for it. And then we built it Marka. Then I think two years after that, I had my first feature film with Jameson, and then. The rest is history, as they say. <laughs> Five years later. Five years later, editing 
some of Malta's best or rather most popular TV series and music videos with Marka. <laughs> ecco. So you mentioned having patience earlier and uh, you said that you have the patience to edit. Uh, and I think it ties in with your discipline to keep files and everything organized. When I used to edit, my file structure was all over the place. How important is file structure and file orga- organization really? I, I was waiting for this question, to be honest, because, because I, I, I know how much I, I bug you guys about it. Uh, when, I, when I talk about file organization to you, uh, to people, Mark, I, I tell them to keep things organized. If I'm sick or not available, you can easily access my projects and understand what's going on. But the true reason why, t- why, why I keep everything organized Basically, when you edit, there's two types of energies. There's the technical energy and there's the creative energy. You start with your technical energy. Technical, technical energy is when you organize stuff, when you, sync mute, when you sync sound, when you have the project file with the resolution and everything. The creative is the editing, is how you're going to cut the scene, etc. Now, let's say you have 90 minutes and you waste. 60 minutes on the technical side of the project, 60 minutes of energy, only having 30 minutes of creative energy left. So by being organized, you can get that 90 minutes mm-hmm. and invest 30 minutes, 30 minutes into the technical mm-hmm. and have 60 minutes of creative energy. So by technical, I mean exact as well by knowing exactly where your footage is, like having a sequence, having a sequence, a sequence with all your good takes. If all your good takes are scrambled around everywhere, five different sequences, look how much time you're wasting to search for your good take. If they're all labeled correctly and in appropriate manner and sequences, we're talking about in five minutes, you're finding your correct take versus 30 minutes, where you can invest 25 minutes in the creative process of that project. So going to the creative side of the process, how do you deal with creative feedback, maybe from either internal feedback or clients' feedback, directors' feedback? How do you deal with that? Like, like I said in, in the beginning, this job or this industry is based on communication. So I think creative feedback is, is, it is important because someone can have a perspective that you've never thought of and it could help the edit in one way or another. But then again, I like, I like to think about this. Even, even with Matthew, I try to like tell him, sometimes you have to choose your battles and if like this for creative feedback and let's say we don't agree on all of them, but we somehow, somehow have to give in and you have to kind of choose which one you can keep yeah. and which ones you cannot. So yeah, but As an editor, I, I welcome creative feedback. I think mm-hmm. it, it helps the edit and it helps me as a person as well. Would you say that you still enjoy editing? And if you do, what do you enjoy most about it? If you don't enjoy it, I don't think so, you'll last long. If you don't enjoy it, you can get boring very, very easily. What I enjoy mostly is the process. What's nice about the process, you have some time which you're alone. You're editing the project alone mm-hmm. and then which can get a bit lonely as well sometimes. And then there's a section where you're with the director. So like there's, there's a balance of being alone and with being with someone else. Obviously, 
I enjoy when the project is finished because the audience get to see what you've been working on for a while. I, I still I still remember like the premiere of Weeping House having like a full house, 600 seats mm-hmm. taken in the cinema, people watching your, your product or your baby, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so yes, I think the satisfaction is, is very high in those moments and it makes you makes you want to create more projects. Definitely. Okay. So if you had to, to give five tips to someone who's interested in uh, taking up editing, what those would be? Be patient. Uh, sometimes, sometimes the project can be, can be very hard. So I think if you take your time with it and be patient, it will help you. Uh, experiment. Sometimes you need to experiment with the scene in order to get it right. Even if it's, it's structured and it's scripted, sometimes it doesn't work and you'll have to experiment. Uh, good communication, which we've said throughout the, this podcast, which is mm-hmm. very important. Uh, research. Some, something I don't mention a lot and I do a lot is, is research. Uh, before before starting a project, I usually try to find similar projects as the one we're tackling, mm-hmm. so I can see what other creators did and how they did it, and it might inspire me to something that will help my project. I think re- research is very very important. As I said, I do I do it for all the projects, and take take the risk. Sometimes the most bold cuts are the most ones. We remember, kind of. Yeah. So yeah, I think taking risks, taking risks, experimenting, research, be patient. I think they're all. When you say uh, research, how, how? What do you mean by it? Like, do you research as in by watching stuff, or or like actually read certain articles and 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 follow certain people? What, what do you mean by by research as such? Everything. Like if if like I have a month a montage scene, mm-hmm. I'll. I'll Google research, montage, montage okay. videos, montage, montage in films, and then I'll watch the whole film and I'll see, and I'll, I'll check who the editor was and I'll see, okay. I'll see if there's like interviews with the editor, maybe he mentions that part of the montage, how he okay. did it. So podcasts are very important as well. There's a podcast for everyone who's interested in editing. It's called Art of the Cut, which, which it's, it's, it's very good. So. Yes, I, re- I very recommend that. Apart from the research, where do you where do you draw your inspiration from? From other people's work as well. I mean, you have to you have to you have to see what's going on in, in the social media, social media work. Uh, people who I like to to see their work mostly are the generation who are younger, because they tend to be a bit more creative. I know it's a bit of a bold statement, but <laughs> but since since they're kind of young and mm-hmm. free kind of mm-hmm. it sometimes shows in that work in their work that it's very creative so yeah. yes i like i like to see what the younger generation usually i do. think it's mostly because like i think our generation and even people who are a bit older are a bit scared to put themselves out there whereas i think the younger generation are are, are more used to the fact of of having you know social media around and being all over social media and, 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 and stuff like that, taking pictures, videos. So I think they're more, a bit more open to, to using these channels. And that's, that's a good observation. 
Yeah. All right. So coming to today, how have you been keeping busy in this time of self-isolation? What I'm doing, I'm trying to learn After Effects more. Okay. Trying Try to, to like, trying to, uh, to it's, it's more than knowledge rather yeah. than to, it's expanding my knowledge. I'm learning kind of funny language as well. I don't do it every day, but I try to learn <laughs> language. Which one? Which one? It's, uh, you have to invite me to another podcast so I can, uh. so I can tell you <laughs> the next language. Okay, then. okay. <laughs> I've been watching some adverts as well. I've seen I've seen two which have been made in this COVID-19 situation which are very very good. Which One is about mention? Yeah, if I can mention them. One is about social distancing. I don't know if you saw it. There's like a ball dropping from the air and it's sitting like my strap. Ah, uh, yes, I saw it. I saw it. And, and you, you, my I think strap. you sent it to me. Could be, could be. And these my strap are all like touching each yeah, other yeah. when the ball falls. Yeah, when the ball falls, they all like explode. But then there's like an alternate version where the mice traps are separate from each other. So mm-hmm. when a mice trap like uh, explodes, goes doesn't hit, uh, goes off, yeah. it doesn't hit the other one. So it's like yeah. metaphor. <laughs> exactly. Of how we should social distance. It was a very good visual representation of, 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 and very simple as well. Like, I mean, it was nothing special as such, but the thought behind it was very powerful, I think. Yeah, and then then I saw another one of Vice. I don't know if, if yeah. you are aware of Vice, but I think they create yeah. very very good videos. And yes, yes. what Vice did, they opened like uh, a call line for a day where people can call and tell them how they're feeling today. It's like a mental health check. And what Vice did, they recorded all of all of these. Hopefully, all of hopefully these asking calls. for consent, but obviously I think so. They did. So, so they did, and then they released like a video with drone shots, which are irrelevant to the people speaking. And mm-hmm. you think you're gonna hear like people saying it's a bad day, but what they did, they they got the prank calls and the deep calls, and they meshed them up into this video. So, in one sentence, you're hearing, "I have a tough, I had a tough day today. I don't know how I'm going to last in these two months." Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be like, you know what I did today? I got a bucket and I, and I washed the floor, example. That, mm. that, that, they're more not safe for work content on there. But I <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out. All right. Uh, what about any, any movies or TV shows that you're... Uh... What I'm watching? Uh, last one I watched was The Apartment okay. from 1960-something. Mm-hmm. And the, the one before was romance 1980s but but if you want to know the number i've watched around over 20 movies since okay we've, since we've been nice that's good making making, making a good use of your time all right cool um, cool, cool cool thank you for coming thank yeah. you I, I had i had so much fun today <laughs> that's great. great 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 to hear we'll probably have you um on the podcast again to discuss some other aspects of editing right. um Thanks a lot for answering our questions and uh, yeah, it was great having you. Okay, so for the listeners, thank you for listening to our podcast and remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast and also Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. Hope you find it a bit entertaining in these challenging times and um, we'll see you soon next week. 
Um, Carlos, shall we call it? Let's call it. And that's a wrap.